candles in the freaking fireplace and we're talking about doinky bones and stuff like that. So all the good conversation is going away and we haven't even turned it on yet. You think that talking about doinky bones and candles in the fireplace is, you know. This is good stuff. This is quality content. People People are aching for this kind of thing here in America. It's 9.48 a.m. Wow, that's late. Saturday, February the 2nd, 2019. I'm Bill. I'm Diane. It's the Bill and Diane Show. Right. I think this is episode 280, by the way, if I'm not mistaken. Well, good on you. 280 weeks, Diane. figuring it out. Who would have thunk it? I guess all that marriage counseling paid off. (laughs) (laughs) Actually... Actually, I think the Bill and Diane show is kind of like marriage counseling. I got myself a cup of coffee here, and I'm going to take me a sip. It has served the same purpose. It's a unifying force is what it is, Diane. Ah, how many? The cosmic uh, vortex of uh, this, this, the, the gyre of the spiraling thingy on the parts with the thing. Oh, cat wrote back. Aye, the song is mine. Thank you. And 9.30... Isn't too early to call, usually, but this morning, I'd be dragging. <laughs> Love you both. I'd be, nice. dragon? I'd be dragging? D-R-A-G-O-N? No, D-R-A-G-G-I-N. <laughs> anyway, I had texted, or no, actually, I had called Kat earlier to check and see if the song we were hoping to use to, on today's show of hers was an original song or a cover song. Because we couldn't find the actual album. And then we found it. Then we found the actual album. I found, found it because I keep it in my heart box. Well, there you go. But I had not been quite sure that it was in my heart box. But uh-huh. this is my copy. Fine. Well, it's actually our copy. But... Yeah. My copy, uh, I think I've got a copy somewhere, too. I just couldn't put my hands on it. Yes, yes. That, this is the stuff, stuff and substance. This is the behind-the-scenes look at the inner workings of the Bill and Diane show. Well, and especially because this morning we we were just doinking around. Now, don't overuse the word. You don't want to do that, Diane, because, you know, well, I think doinky we bones is, you know. We were, we were not... We were, uh, we were up early. We just were messing about. Yes. And in our own quarters for a little while, and then in the same quarters for a little while, and now we're here. Yeah. I'm just texting a cat back to tell her, blessing, bless you, and we actually found our copy. Okay, so does that mean that I have to keep this going, or have you already done it? I've already done it. Wow. It's sent, it's gone, it's done, it's a thing. Now it's, I'm all with you. I'm all here, Diane. I'm all face. All face. I got a very wide face you don't have a wide face there's always been something wrong with my face there's nothing <clears throat> wrong with your face yeah. well we could talk about why we're even to, you know doing the cat song today well because... yeah because it's because we've got a concert together coming up a week from today uh here locally in the seattle area in greenwood neighborhood at the fabulous cooth buzzard books and espresso buono cafe and why is this concert taking place? Because my daughter Alice, whose birthday was yesterday, by the way. 
Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear bunkies. Happy birthday to you. Uh, had requested that for her birthday this year a concert. This is that concert. I think it's going to be a pretty celebratory event. You think? I do. Oh, well, we'll see. It's we'll always see. it's always great to have a birthday concert. I've That's had true. a birthday concert with you and Kat. It's the I've best. I've had a birthday concert with me and uh, I think it was me and Kelly or somebody at the Fabulous Cooth Buzzard, in fact. <clears throat> that was for my 59th, I believe. I definitely recommend <clears throat> to listeners that they, if they want a really wonderful birthday, have a birthday concert. Really? That's the best. Okay. Featuring... The fabulous Bill Davy. Featuring the fabulous Bill Davy and Cat Eggleston. And the fabulous, and the even fabulouser, Cat Eggleston. Cat Eggleston, I bet, doesn't have doinky bones. <laughs> so, there you go. <laughs> so you could have one person with doinky bones and one without, which would make a nice balance for a birthday concert. Don't you think, Diane? I think so. And why were we talking about doinky bones? Oh, because morning? I'm contemplating uh, making bone broth. This is something that my doctor has advocated to me for some years now. And, uh, you know, since I'm becoming increasingly enfeebled by time and and the weight of the wisdom that I must carry <laughs> around with me each and every day, <laughs> the burden... You? Pardon me, I'm going to have another drink of coffee. The burden must of my vast <laughs> knowledge of everything. You, boy. Nothing. It's um, good coffee. <clears throat> so we were just talking about that. And then Diane was saying, yeah, I, my bones could use some help, too. And I thought, well, there you go. So I'm going to maybe uh, try uh, making some bone broth. That sounds very difficult to make. <laughs> you put some bones and water and a couple of veggies and, you know, some seasonings into a crock pot and let it cook for like two days or three days or something like that. That sounds very difficult. I'm not sure I can pull it off, but I'm going to give it a shot. I'm very ambitious in the culinary uh, arts as I'm sure everyone knows, <laughs> you know, as I heat up an a- another can of SpaghettiOs for, for, for lunch. Anyway. We do not have SpaghettiOs in the house. It's been a hectic week here in Lake Amphetamine, as per usual. Uh, I've still been recovering from whatever the heck has been wrong with me uh, virus-wise, but I think I'm pretty much over the hump, and I am, once again, I've had like two nights in a row where I've slept pretty well. With only minimal interruptions for the the night sweat uh, phenomenon. So you finally got to sleep in our new bed. Yes. For a night rather than a couple of hours. That's true. And it's a, it's a lovely thing. I like our new bed. It's very nice. And what have you, Diane, Diane Schulstadt? I've just been, you know, doing the work. And yeah. I, ever since I started this job at my new well it's not new place anymore but um at the place i work it just feels like weeks go by in in a snap Mm. i'm just i start monday and all of a sudden it's friday and i'm walking out the door and i feel like wow you know i've noticed that too and i'm not even working for a living but i've been noticing that the weeks are going faster but i they're spent very enjoyably i don't think i've ever had a time in my life that I've been so happy in so many yeah, aspects of my and life. And your job kind of has been kind of renewed here in the last couple of months because you've had uh, the first person to kind of move up from 
uh, position in your office and then you've got a couple of new people that you've been training who seem to be just jumping right into the jello in, a, yeah. in a, an amazing way. So it's a different dynamic, but seems like it's as productive and, uh, and gratifying as uh, the previous dynamic. So. Yeah, it's been wonderful. Which and then got to be kind of reassuring to you that you know that it's the that it's the process and the expertise and the and the uh, organizational model of the group that gives it that kind of productive and uh, satisfying feeling, rather than the, the necessarily only the individuals involved. You know. So that was happening, and last night I. I got a massage that was not exactly, it was more like acupressure and massage. I'm going to have to try this out because, you know. But it fascinated me because it's all, uh, when you're doing the acupressure or acupuncture or whatever, it's it's based on these flows of energy along meridians in your right. body, this theory. And, yeah. and it sure seems correct when you're having something done on it. It's so fascinating to me that people almost treat bodies like a piece of machinery when they are uh, miraculous wonders of <laughs> of electrical impulses and energy flows energy flows you, know, you got a you got a sore shoulder and, and somebody does some acupressure on your foot and suddenly your shoulder feels better yeah i mean mm-hmm. that's actually why i went in i had done something in one of my exercise routines that I should not have done because my shoulder has been a bit sensitive and and it, I was just really sore in my shoulder and it had been a few weeks and I went last night and it's gone like that boom boom but you actually she actually sensed that your shoulder was kind of out of its she so- said socket. that the humerus was out of its socket yeah. so she did a little move and it popped back a, in yeah it popped back in and now I'm fine. So you, and it was you, truly a little move, you yeah, know. So you might have had a slightly dislocated shoulder. Maybe. Without ever knowing it. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've heard of that happening with people doing exercising and stuff yeah. like that. You know? Anyway, yeah. fascinating stuff. But it really makes me think about how this ancient art form, because I think it was an art form, had so much to teach us about the way that our bodies work. And we just kind of dumped it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, science was a revolution in thought and in, you know, kind of the the whole human potential kind of thing. And uh, I think that it was a worthwhile pursuit, and it still is. It certainly is. But, But I like the combination of both. Me too. I like taking from science what it can provide and taking from the ancient methodologies what they can provide right. and weaving them together. Right. So that, I don't know that, why there has to be such an argument between the two. Right. And I also, also it's, it's a shame that insurance companies don't cover more of these alternative approaches because if it works, so what? Yeah. You know, it's I mean, better what, than that's cutting what, somebody open. Yeah, I mean, that's what, what a medical care is supposed to do is make people well. And if someone uses an alternative means, but it's highly effective and it works, wellness is wellness, right? Exactly. So, anyway, but, you know, uh, maybe that's something that can and will change in the future. 
or more so than it already has. I was also fascinated by the woman who provided this treatment. Yeah, she to does me. sound very interesting. Because when I first made the appointment, it was because the office is literally down the street. Yeah, it's about we a block just, away. We just moved to a dentist that's just down there, and and that's pretty incredible. We just walk a block, and there you are. Yeah. I think they've been doing some pretty serious renovations to that whole complex complex because it seems a lot more um, up and coming than it had been before in any event I just chose her because of her locality and when I first met her she came in and she's a short older woman and I was just looking at her and thinking oh my gosh how is this person going to provide me massage and I I was quite dubious when I first met her and she was asking me about my why I was there and what I was going to be doing and and showed me into the room and and she told me that she did this acupressure um, and kind of a combination of modalities that she uh, has come up with and combined into her own special sauce, so to speak, you know. And I was dubious until the moment she let, she put her hands on me and then I was just going, oh my God, this woman is amazing. I mean, within a minute. And and she was talking to me about various, you know, things about my body and what she would just do all these things and, and it just was remarkable. And then when I came out, uh, I was talking to her a little bit more, and she's just had this fascinating life, and she does all these different things. She had been, she was asking me where I was doing human resources managing, and I told her I was at the University of Washington, and and she said, yes, I've done that. I've been a human resources manager myself, and, and then she was telling me about this this way of how she got into her profession and uh, she said that she had been working for the Navy and one day when she was she was doing something with computers and and the uh, one of her cohorts had come in and said you know someday all of these things are gonna be taken over by computers all of our jobs and so we should come up with some other kinds of jobs and she said that that day she went to a bookstore and a book fell off the shelf and hit her on the foot and it was about this ancient acupuncture, acupressure methodology and she became interested from a book that fell on her foot. And then she was telling me that she's done hypnotherapy, she's done all these various things and then I was telling her that you were going to be performing. She was saying, oh, uh, you know, where... What is he? What does he do? And I said that you were a songwriter. And she said, I used to sing in the Seattle Chorale. And you know, I just, and I just looked at her. And I said, You are a fascinating woman. <laughs> and she said, Well, I. And she kind of winked at me and said, When you're an older person, you have some stories to tell. And I just thought, Wow, that's the the really fun thing about being older that you can have all these various. Threads. Threads in your life. Yeah. And I and speaking of threads, yes. I've been reading uh, just the first chapters of a book called Women Rowing North. 
by Mary Piper. I don't know if that's the way you pronounce it. P-I-P-H-E-R. I had read an article by her. I actually posted it on Facebook um, in the New York Times that was about, about her impending book. And it was such a great article. I read it aloud to you, and you were very impressed, too. And it's just talking about people who are in their, um, in their 60s, 70s, and beyond. She's 70, and the very beginning of the book, she talks about how you live many lives within your life. And she goes through with just a paragraph and describes what she was like when she was a kid, an adolescent, a young adult, a mother and middle age of adult, and uh, and they were all totally different styles of life. Mm-hmm. And I have often thought that myself, that it feels like you live many lives within one life. Yeah. It's kind of a, a, a thrill and a treat. It's true. You can almost see the the chapters close yeah. at various well, it's sort of yeah. like, and that's that part of the book, and now... You need a certain amount of, you know, you need, you need age to have distance enough to be able to see the, the opening and closing of the chapters better. They're better seen in retrospect, I think, than they are as you're going through them. As you're going through them, they can feel kind of traumatic and stuff like that. We've been dealing a lot with uh, the ideas of transition here in the last few days because Alice is in the, in the midst of a move. Uh, from Tacoma back to Seattle and changing jobs again and settling in a new place and there's just I've been reminded how bad I am in transition and I think Alice may be even worse than me <laughs> in some way and, and just because it it you feel kind of perpetually like unsettled and uh, you know I always kind of registered the feeling and could express it a little bit Alice being more demonstrative than me you definitely know that Alice is, is feeling unsettled. You know perfectly well that she's going to land fine, but that it's not a pleasant experience being in the midst of transition. So when Alice is expressing that, I just, my, I'm just, I identify so completely with what she says and how she feels. But it's like, it's so amazing because I feel like Alice is me except more eloquent and more, uh, even more willing to, you know, take a stab at verbalizing something that I might not even not even be willing to try just because I don't think I have it figured out yet. I love the communicating with somebody who's in the middle of something and trying to describe something that they can't fully articulate, but they're still going for it. Uh, I think that takes a cer- uh, special kind of presence of mind uh, that I envy in Alice. But at the same time, it's kind of, you know, it has its own kind of chaotic, kind of tectonic uh, <laughs> rattle to it that that doesn't look that fun <laughs> from the outside and probably isn't that fun from the inside. But it's just an interesting thing to, to notice and uh, feel akin to, you know, genetically. Yeah. Sorry, sorry for the digression. There. No, I just, as you were talking about that, I was thinking about that poem that I love so much by Herman Hesse, uh-huh. the... Stages. Stages, yeah. Talking about that you never stop moving. Maybe I should read that poem. Yeah. I'm going to read that poem right now. Okay. 
Stages. As every flower fades and as all youth departs, so life at every stage, so every virtue, so our grasp of truth blooms in its day and may not last forever. Since life may summon us at every age, be ready, heart, for parting, new endeavor. Be ready bravely and without remorse to find new light that old ties cannot give. In all beginnings dwells a magic force for guarding us and helping us to live. Serenely let us move to distant places and let no sentiments of home detain us. The cosmic spirit seeks not to restrain us, but lifts us stage by stage to wider spaces. If we accept a home of our own making, familiar habit makes for indolence. We must prepare for parting and leave-taking, or else remain the slaves of permanence. Even the hour of death may send us speeding on to fresh and newer spaces, and life may summon us to newer races. So be it, heart, bid farewell without end. Okay, that's the Hermann Hesse poem we were talking about. Stages, let's go. Is it Hesse or Hess? I've never known. I've heard it both ways, so I just, you know... Sometimes I so say one, sometimes. So we've used both, but yeah. now we're, we're, we're covered. covered. We're covered, we're covered, we're <laughs> yeah. I love that poem. Yeah. I read it very long ago. And you gave it to me fairly early in our, our relationship. Yeah. Which and I had which never, was full of transitions. And yes, and I had never seen it before. Yeah, that was, that was a, hairy, a hairy transition. Dismantling my life in twisp and moving the remains over here. <laughs> over here. And they were scant. They were scant remains. And you, were, you were constantly thinking, <laughs> if anything happened with us, that oh, your, yeah. your life was over. Yeah, really. I would be homeless <laughs> and possessionless, basically. Take a three-bedroom house and reduce it down to the smallest uh, U-Haul uh, box truck that you can get, which was really quite small. And uh, it was quite an exercise in... in uh, offloading of stuff so that was really a leap into the void yeah it was a cushy void <laughs> pretty cushy void and, uh, uh, haven't regretted it for uh, even a moment nor have i well there you go isn't that nice really we fight all the time when yes. we're not talking on saturdays uh, yeah, it takes us the whole week to kind of, <laughs> you know, arrange our moods and hostilities to where we can actually come off for, you know, a half an hour or so as being a well-adjusted and, you know. Loving uh, couple. Right, exactly. So anyway. Now it's pretty much what you see is, or what you hear is what you're getting in our relationship. Yeah. This is our daily conversations <laughs> in a nutshell. Yeah, we'd be having all this, except we you know, we turn on Mr. Microphone, and so there you go. Oh, a little window. A little window. Anyway, let's just let's get out of here. Let's get out of here <laughs> and have another window. There you go. Another window of not recording our conversation. So in, in anticipation of uh, the concert coming up a week from tonight, uh, one from Kat and one from me. Finally run Beyond breath 
Summer Island Map in my mind The Puget Sound Replay those memories Like movies Restore each frame Of dewy ground Now that my good work's Growing weary And my relations Growing wings I will not feel so old and dreary If I can recollect these things 
Heartstrings that sing on summer island Around a fire of salted wood I hear those melodies receding I'd run to catch them if I could Before the photos fade completely And all our gardens turn to stones These friends I'd serenade discreetly To press more love into their bones Heartwarm me home to Summer Island Where my first flare for words was lit These crooked lines are just a remnant Of how they fed intended it Now that my good work's growing weary And my relations growing winged I will not feel so old and dreary If I can recollect these things Heartbreak me back to Summer Island Map in my mind the Puget Sound Replay those memories like movies Restore each frame of dewy ground Replay those memories like movies.